Welcome to episode 30 of Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. Uh, today is a slightly unusual in that fairly, like all of the things that happen in order for me to record a podcast are like lining up much quick, more quickly than they usually do. So often what will happen is like I'll write something, then a year will go by, I type it up, and then a little more time goes by, I publish it on the blog, and then a little more time goes by, and then I put it on the, on the podcast. Um, in this case, uh, this blog I'm going to read to you today was written not even a week ago, I want to say, which is speedy turnaround. Um, I just posted it on the blog yesterday, day before, something like that. And, uh, and now here I am recording the broadcast. So we're like in real time over here. Times they are changing. Um, so this one is, uh, about popular culture and I guess it goes with, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that this is a one that, that a lot of people are reading because popular culture is a thing that is popular. <laughs> Things that are a part of popular culture are already popular. So when you talk about a popular thing, there's a larger swath of people that are interested in what you have to say. Uh, this is not so much true for, say, theater, which is a thing I talk about uh, fairly often. Um, theater is not something that many people care about, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, today this is going to be about a television show and people do care about television. So huzzah, I also care about television. I'm, I'm not going to lie, but, um, but yeah, it is a little bit like, oh, right. There's, there's, there's a reason there's the word popular in popular culture. Uh, so I am going to read to you. This blog, which, um, by the way, contains spoilers for uh, episode one of season four of Sherlock. So if you care about knowing what happens in that show, uh, then maybe uh, don't listen, I guess. Yeah, I did have a couple of people who responded on my Facebook uh, post about this that they actually didn't care about the spoilers um, even though they got some so um, maybe it doesn't matter maybe this is a, maybe it's, this is worth spoiling I don't know <laughs> um, but anyway just in case you care I would like for you to pre be prepared that I'm going to give away a plot point of episode one of season four of Sherlock so without further ado I'm going to read to you the Sherlock fridging. I should have been crying. The music was telling me that's what I ought to be doing. And I cry at commercials, so it is not usually hard to push the tears button in an emotional moment on a TV show for me. But I was not crying. I was flailing my arms in fury. My boyfriend looked at me and asked what? I explained that I needed a minute to deal with my rage. It didn't take him long to work out what had made me so mad. It was, 
morning, spoilers for Sherlock season four, episode one ahead, it was not just that they'd killed off one of the only complex female characters in the show to forward the story of the two male leads, a trope that happens so often that it has a name. It's apparently known as fridging. It was that in her dying moments, she said to her husband, John Watson, you were my whole world. Being Mary Watson was the only life worth living. Which is gross enough in sentiment, but was magnified by a million by the fact that the character was a super badass spy type genius. It'd be like if James Bond jumped in front of a bullet and then while he was dying proclaimed that all his years as 007 were meaningless and only the previous year when he became a house husband and a father were important. No one who gave a shit about James Bond would stand for that, but because Mary took John Watson's name and had his baby, suddenly anything she ever did before was meaningless. And most people probably watched the show and cried as the charming lady died, the one who was a mother too, oh no, but really the most important thing is, what are those two boys going to do? That lady's death has caused a rift between them. Now, Surely I've seen this sort of story before, and maybe I've even cried if they played the right music and made me care about the character enough, but this time, this time, I was done. I mean, really, I've had actual women say similar things to me, things like, pursue your ambitions all you like, but in the end, the most important thing you can do in life is to have children with a nice husband. And sure, I get that having kids and a husband is really profound and meaningful to a lot of women. I am glad that it is so fulfilling for so many. But when this is our only story, when we learn again and again that a woman's only value is A, her looks, and B, her reproduction, I get furious. Diminishing Mary's ambition to just being Mrs. Watson is insulting. To us all. And listen, if the writers wanted to have her deliver a sweet goodbye to her husband that made him feel super special, great. It could have gone something like, I did a lot of pretty kick-ass things in my life, and I had a lot of amazing adventures. This one with you has been the best so far. I'm sorry to miss our future adventures. It would have been exciting and fun solving more mysteries with you. And also our daughter is pretty great. I love you both. I'm off to the great spy story in the sky. Instead, we get a Mrs. Watson whose sole ambition is being Mrs. Watson. And every young woman watching internalizes the idea that nothing matters but getting married and having babies. The best part of the episode for women, and an, and an actually progressive moment, was when the whole Watson family, including the baby, went on a clue hunt with the bloodhound. For a moment, we had a mother pursuing her own interest and passion with her husband and baby. It was a great take-your-daughter-to-work moment, and not something we get to see very often. I'd love to watch a show wherein a woman finds a great way to balance her life with her kid, but of course, rather than continuing to show us a sharp working mother, they had to kill her and undercut everything she ever did before. It felt like a slap in the face, particularly in a world where women have recently had so many losses. If we lived in a world where we saw more of another narrative for women, more good girls revolt and more hidden figures, and we got some of those genius movies people like so much, but with a woman instead, 
like a female beautiful mind or a lady goodwill hunting or a woman theory of everything, well, then I might be able to tolerate this sort of story as a nice change of pace. However, due to the fact that it is 100% status quo and getting more quo-y all the time, I would like to politely suggest that the Sherlock writers go fridge themselves. And that's the blog. I would like to state for the record that when I suggested that the writers go fridge themselves, that I'm not suggesting that they go and kill themselves, which is, you know, what fridging actually refers to. What I was suggesting was that they go fuck themselves, but fridge uh, as a euphemism for, for fuck. So just in case anyone's worried I'm, I'm uh, advocating the deaths of writers, I am definitely not. Uh, I am... I am in full support of writers living their lives and, and, and not killing themselves. Yeah, please. Uh, however, I, I do not have any problem with telling a writer to go fuck themselves or fridge themselves in this case. So just, just want to be clear about that. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone's misunderstood me on that point, but I, I had like a second where I was like, wait a second, what am I really saying? Um, and, and, and it's fuck. So, um, I just couldn't resist how much fridge sounds like fuck because they both begin with, begin with F and they have one syllable. So there you go. Um, yeah, so people seem to be interested in this, which is cool. Um, so thank you also, cause you're listening. So you might also be interested in it. And, and I think, I thank you for that. That is very cool. Um, yeah. I feel like sometimes it's easier to talk about stuff through popular popular culture, so I may I may try and do some more of it when I can, just to just to, just because sometimes people need some extra motivation to talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna give you a song. Um, so this is a song that uh, was on my band's album. I had a band called Bright Red Boots. Those of you who've been around the block with me a few times, will remember them. Um, and yeah, so we had a band, Bright Red Boots. We had a we had a album, which is still on CD Baby, and probably some other places as well. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought I would put one of uh, one of the songs from that album, eponymous album, Bright Red Boots. Uh, this song is called Goodbye Shame.
would shut my door on angels because I was afraid, scared that they would read my journals, see the crap that I made, hide my poems in the closet, keep my songs in a drawer, I deny I ever wrote them, but I won't do that no more. Goodbye, shame, don't slam the door on your way out, goodbye, shame, I'm throwing all of your stuff out, goodbye, shame, you can no longer stake your claim, goodbye, shame, 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 goodbye, shame, 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 shame. Thank you.